Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yes, indeed. It is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. He's the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Yes, Ersky. We got Rodrigo Mendoza on the ones and twos with us and you. Thanks for rocking with us on this Wednesday in the Metroplex. Uh, you can always get involved by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. We've gotten so many of your texts. Y'all are very passionate today. <laughs> uh, for good reason, right? Like, uh, this is a big, uh, you know, a big monumental day when it comes to the Cowboys, even if it feels relatively negative um, because there's not some change that I think a lot of people were looking for. Um, you, you come off of a loss like the one that the Cowboys had, and you're like, something needs to shift. And this was a decided uh, I guess decision that Jerry Jones made to not make a change in this particular area. Um, that that particular area being head coach. For if you have not heard as of yet, uh, the news of the night is that Jerry Jones will you know continue with Mike McCarthy as the head coach of your Cowboys. He is heads on to you know work under the final year of his contract. It was a five year contract. Obviously, he's worked through four. He'll be your head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and yes, yeah, so we will continue talking about uh, how this team gets themselves together, how they how they get themselves right for next season, or how they at least attempt to, right here on your home of the Cowboys, one hundred five through the fan. We're headed, you know, we're moving and marching towards draft time. There's going to be some considerations on you know your your salary cap. As of right now, you project to be I think somewhere around eleven million above the salary cap for 2024. So there's going to need to be some things that shift around. In fact, we'll talk about at 9 o'clock here in about an hour who some of the potential cap casualties might be um, as you try and get your cap together to start working towards that next season. But, yes, Mike McCarthy will be the head coach on this team. However, um, even though the Cowboys embarrassed themselves on Sunday, playoffs roll on. There's still playoff games to be had this weekend. And within that, eight teams, which means eight quarterbacks, Let's have some level of fun in trying to figure out, you know, the ranking of the quarterbacks in these games. How does that sound? Can I be honest with you, Reggie? Go ahead. Be I, honest. I, I think on this station, the best thing to be is just authentic. I could barely watch that Lions-Rams game. So when it comes oh, to— Oh, you were Raiders, so sick? I was so sick. I saw the last—I saw the fourth quarter, but I don't want to lie to the people and act like I watched every single second. I could not turn on football. And it, it, it's gotten easier as the days have gone. I saw the rest of the game, so I'll be able to comment on them full-heartedly and watching them live. But when it comes to that game and rating them, I can't even lie to you. It was hard to turn on another football game after I saw what happened and be like, let me watch more football and watch somebody else do well. So 
just want to get that out there for when we're talking about Stafford, Stafford and, and Goff. So continue. All right, so there's eight quarterbacks that remain in the playoffs as of right now, right? Let's name those. Um, in the AFC, you obviously have your one seed Baltimore Ravens, which is uh, Lamar Jackson. Yep. They'll be playing the Houston Texans. That's C.J. Stroud. You've got um, the Kansas City Chiefs. You've got uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then, of course, for the Buffalo Bills, you've got Josh Allen. And the NFC, and one seed is the San Francisco 49ers. They've got Brock Purdy at quarterback. They'll be facing off against the Green Bay Packers. They have Jordan Love, a, a pretty resurgent uh, or uh, Jordan Love. And then, of course, the two seed, or the three seed, rather, uh, the Detroit Lions. They have Jared Goff, and they'll be facing off against Baker Mayfield. Uh, let's do this the easy way. Let's knock out the, the best ones, right? Um, and this season might be interesting because of the way that Patrick Mahomes and I guess not Patrick Mahomes himself, but really the way that that team is situated. Do you still feel like Patrick Mahomes is number one and we start from there? Or do you do you have nope. any level of consider? Nope. nope, nope, no consideration so, for Lamar, Josh Allen. So when I'm thinking about this, I, I think, and this is just my train of thought, and Reggie can have different, the Tolos can have different. I, when it comes to the playoffs, it's not necessarily who is the best remaining quarterback, who is the most skilled, who has the best resume before this. Who do I trust on Sunday to give their team the best chance to win regardless of circumstance, regardless of how the team is based, whether they're down 20 or up 20, whether it's snowing, not snowing. Who do I feel most comfortable that quarterback rolling out that they have the best, he has the best chance for that team to win because of him? And the person I'm putting at one, the, the quarterback I feel most comfortable going into this next uh, set of games for the NFL, and number one is Lamar Jackson. That's the number one for me. Interesting. Two and four. They go Patrick Mahomes at one. I really like Lamar. I have been a Lamar Jackson defender uh, when people have, maybe jokingly, but sometimes seriously, talked about him as just a running back or glorified running back, whatever. I still think that it's very fair to have some questions about what that looks like in the playoffs mm-hmm. and having the, the sustained success in this. And I understand you're talking about the idea of that, that continuous um, – you know, going back and having that uh, that record not meaning as much. Mm-hmm. I still feel so damn comfortable pointing to Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's my two. He's a comfortable two, and he and you could talk me into one for him. It's not a, like a it's not a huge gap. Like they could honestly interchange. You know, the funny thing is, I think we're probably going to agree on this. I think all four are in the same conference, the top four. Interesting. All right, so I I, I want to say Pat, but you know what? I'll keep a separate list for you as well, mm-hmm. and I'll put you with Lamar. How's yep. that sound? All right, and then Pat's two. And then I will probably ooh, this is okay. So you have you have Pat too. I am. This, this is, is strictly where, just quarterback, not how the offense produces, not how many points they score next week. Just quarterback in a nutshell in a vacuum. That's tough because I think Josh Allen still has a very high regard in this. Yeah. I, now I, the problem is I and I don't it, trust him as much. I think he is the most. I can't even say most gifted because it might be Lamar, but. As far as just the person who has the biggest variability to make this game 40 to nothing or 0 to 40, it's probably Josh Allen. Yeah. Because he's the biggest alien in all of these. But I do not trust him the most this weekend to guarantee me a win. Like, I, the Bills play the Chiefs. Like, I could take either team winning that, honestly, in both sets. And Josh Allen is – I don't know who I'm going with Josh Allen between Stroud and him. Because I know it's it's, oh, wow. it's, and, it's rookie year. He just started. Yeah. Josh Allen's done this before, Blake. I get all that. We're talking about 2024. And I feel almost a little bit more comfortable, poised, not as angst, not going to make as many mistakes. 
very good spinner of the football. Is crazy, it crazy to crazy have Allen four? That's the thing is I, I'm trying to I'm trying to deal with that because Josh Allen, like the arm, the the thing that we can't take away from Josh Allen, that boy is going to make plays off schedule as well, right? 100%. Like, he's gonna get out of the pocket. There's gonna be times where you have guys hanging off of him like uh like lions hanging off of wildebeest. And he will continue. That 70 yard run was insane. Happening. That that is <laughs> that is the thing about Josh Allen that I will never be able to shake as he is as he continues to shake defenders off of him. I appreciate, like, from the 832, who's like, hey, man, C.J. Stroud, keep counting out. I'm I a hear C.J. You. lover. You, that is, <laughs> I love C.J. over here. That, that dude is incredible with his accuracy, with his decision-making. I think the tough part about it is I just expect a rookie to show up as a rookie every once in a while. And so I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm, it feels weird to be like I'm waiting after he put up a, a fantastic performance in week one against a what is supposed to be the best defense in yep. football, right? Yep. Like, to cut him apart and all dice him apart and all that. I'm still like, yo, I do wonder if he shows up as a rookie at some point, and that's why he kind of falls to four for me here. Yeah. Um, even though I understand and love. The tough part about it is, like, I, I love what – you know what? I'm going to pull Lamar Jackson at, at two as well, and then I'll, I'll put Josh Allen at three. How, where okay. are you going? Like, so I, I know so that you had the debate I, between Allen and CJ. I got Lamar at one. Yes. Mahomes at two. Mm-hmm. CJ at three. Allen at four. And I know it's crazy. <laughs> like, you could put Allen at one, and I wouldn't even call you crazy. Like – these four, I really do feel like, are the four best quarterbacks left for a reason. Yeah. I think these have been the four best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, we can maybe argue Dak in a regular season, but just we'll throw Dak in there as well. Out of the top five, four of them are the ones I just named. I, I agree. And I agree. so they're all on the same conference. The AFC, this, this is why, and I, look, I don't want to rile everybody up because there's enough things that have riled Cowboys fans up. But this is why people are looking at the Cowboys like this is the time, man. You look at all all the all the talent in the A is in the AFC when we talk about quarterbacks, and he we weren't even accounting for CJ. You were, but you were thinking that the likes of you know Justin Herbert's over there, and you know, the likes of uh, you know Trevor Lawrence is over there. Aaron Rodgers didn't even play, right? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Like there was there's so many of those guys over on that side, and then you were like the NFC. There's a path, and yet and still. But regardless, right? Okay, now people are popping up like, yo, we disrespecting. Because there's some guys in the NFC that they feel like need deserve a lot of love. Jared I think they Goff fall five, six, seven, eight. Pops up. Um, obviously, Brock Purdy's name is going to pop up. We ain't seen him in the postseason this year, and obviously he got hurt last year or late. Yeah. So it's easy to not consider, like not think of him a ton. Yeah. Who do you think of? And then obviously Jordan Love has been playing very well. See, it's hard. Of I, that, late. That's why I'm trying to not factor in too much last season or post because then we just you pretty much eliminate Stroud. And love and these guys that really haven't have it, but we're seeing it in front of our eyes. Who's producing? We can only look at like the last four weeks or even just last week and kind of use that going forward or what they've done this regular season. So at five, I'm probably going Jared Goff. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him the the nod. I I'm not super confident. I I picked the Lion or the Rams to win the game and I was wrong. It was a close game. Thought Stafford was gonna outplay him. Puka obviously went ama- did amazing, but. I don't believe in Goff too much, but considering the other NFC just quarterbacks in a vacuum, not their team, not their offensive production, just the quarterback throwing the football and controlling the offense, probably put Goff at five. I think I'm going to put Goff at five too, and I it feels it feels like am I being hasty, or I guess not hasty? Am I am I being too? Am I trying too hard to not be hasty? Because like Jordan Love has looked good, but Jordan Love has looked really good. Like he's figured out for like six weeks. Yeah. 
And I'm like, how much am I going to put stock in that compared yeah. to I, I know Jared Goff, when he's protected, is a very good quarterback. Yeah. And I know that they have the capability of protecting him both with scheme and with players. And, and, and the crazy thing is, and I know Cowboys fans might get mad at this, but I'm just I, I speak the truth on here. I take my my bias or opinion. I try to take it out as much as I can. Tell me if I'm wrong, Reg. In that game against the Cowboys, Jordan Love was dicing. 99 QBR, perfect passer rating damn near. All, all that stuff. All that stuff was great. But they were players booty naked open, and they still had to catch it at their ankles. Not saying he's a bad quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. Well, some, some of that was the pressure that the Cowboys were getting close, but no cigar Like in I, that regard. My point is, I think you could have plugged a lot of different teams in to that Cowboys performance, and it might not have been the exact same score, but it would have been similar. Like, I think it was more on the Cowboys doing everything that you could possibly do wrong in a football game versus just the Packers are world beaters. Packers, I, Packers dismantled us. Don't get it wrong. They deserve all the credit. I'm just saying, I don't think it was like, man, Jordan Love, no one can beat him. He's world beaters. They're going to score 48 on everybody. I think it was the Cowboys literally had the worst possible football game you could have. It's more my factor into why that score was. Nonetheless, I'm putting Jordan Love at six. <laughs> Yeah, and this this is where I'm trying to make sure that I give the appropriate respect to Brock Purdy, who has been very good this year. Yep. And I think that he fits right around Jared Goff for me. Okay, so you're going six. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I, mad at that. I, like, I, I don't want to dis, you know, denigrate what he does. I just know that in the same way that you're talking about, kind of like this thing sets up really well for him, that Shanahan offense really does set up really well for him. Now, he does a great job within that. Yeah, but I think that's that's something that I still and want to talk about. I'm noticing yeah. a trend, and it's in the text line. It's in my own head. I'm sure you're kind of battling as we're doing this list. The AFC, we're trying to figure out who's the number one. I think all four quarterbacks kind of have a strike for number one. Mahomes has been good. Lamar's got the number one seed, and he's probably going to win MVP. Stroud is looking like the hottest quarterback. Josh Allen's the biggest alien. Who's going to be one? We're all like, they all have a right for one. And now on the NFC side, maybe outside of golf, we're like, who is the worst? Baker hasn't shown us for a long time. Jordan Love's new and had kind of an anomaly performance. Uh, Jared Goff hasn't performed well in the playoffs in past seasons. And then Brock Purdy, we haven't really seen that much in the playoffs. And when he has, he's been hurt and his team carrying him. So now it's a vote for who can be at the bottom. So it's kind of these two tilting factors on each side. For And the tough part about it is, like, there's no way that you give enough respect to folks because folks are out here like, yeah. yo, Brock Purdy – you know, had a whole bunch of touchdowns, still got a show. percentage and all that, yeah. And look, I, 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 want, I really do want to give these guys – I mean, like, there's a reason why all these players are still in the postseason as of right now, right? They have good teams, but also they are contributing to that. So you're going Purdy at six. I'm going Purdy So you at have six. Love and Baker left, right? I have Love and Baker left. I'll and, let you pick your seven because I've been going for What's you, your seven? You, um – or I actually pick your eight. Who's last? And then we'll know who's seven by this. <laughs> who's last? Um, uh, let's see. I f- Disclaimer, there's no bad quarterbacks left. No, I know. <laughs> the problem is, like, how much am I leaning back? I think Baker's been so good this year. Very good. And how much am I trying to combat, like, my preconceived notions of Baker with the way that I, you know what I mean? With the way that I, I it's put this... You know what? I've just I'm going to lean a little bit into I'm gonna lean a little <laughs> There's no right answer. <laughs> I'm gonna lean a little bit into uh the skid here. I'm gonna put Jordan Love here. I'm gonna be a jerk. Jordan Love, worst quarterback left in the playoffs here. You heard it first here from right. Reggie. I just said that that man, Baker Mayfield, has no, I said I'm gonna put Love at seven. Okay, Love's at seven. Yeah. And Baker's the worst. Yeah. Okay. And people that that that's not gonna go over well, but that's where I'm gonna go with.
I, I'm I'm gonna agree that Baker is the least confidence I have in a quarterback moving forward in the playoffs. And I think if the Cowboys would have played Tampa the way they played, the score would have been the same. We would have got boat race. So that's not an indictment. I'm giving Baker his respect. There's only eight quarterbacks left, so he's better than all the rest of the ones technically left. But um, just confidence level, I probably put Baker last. And you put Purdy at Purdy seven. At seven. I Which imagine. is crazy. Purdy could easily be one. They, could, I, they probably I will go to the easy. Super Bowl. I don't know easy could be one. And that's the tough part. It's like we're trying to isolate this out because I know someone was like, Baker ain't last. Baker got Evans. But I, we're trying to isolate this out yes. without as much uh, of the accounting for the team around them. If yeah. we do that, like that, that, I mean, at that point, we're just ranking the teams, right? Who has the best offense, right? Yeah. So ultimately, the way that I mine lines up is Patrick Mahomes one, Lamar Jackson two. Josh Allen, three, C.J. Stroud, four, Jared Goff, five, Brock Purdy, six, Jordan Love, seven, Baker Mayfield, eight. And for you, Lamar Jackson, one, Patrick Mahomes, two, C.J. Stroud, three, Josh Allen, four, Jared Goff, five, Jordan Love, six, Brock Purdy, seven, and Baker Mayfield, eight. I think that's how it'll go this weekend. I think those and and that order that I just gave will have the best performances top to down. You're going to see the worst performance from Baker. You're going to see the best performance from Lamar. And I think Stroud will have a good one, too. Keep telling us why we're stupid in our in <laughs> our rankings because someone was like, Love is the worst quarterback in the playoffs still. Somebody else was like, Baker's better than Stroud. Yeah, keep it coming. Look, th- this is the beauty of sports in particular in this way. Everyone's got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Let us know what you think. Truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Coming up next as your Mavericks trail 36-33 at Crypto.com Arena in L.A. We go around the association where there was a big trade today. We'll break that down and more next on The Fan. To get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, Reginald Atatuli here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Yes, sir. Thanks to Rodrigo Mendoza on the ones and twos, and thank you for rolling with us here um, on a Wednesday evening. You can always get involved with the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 817, or sorry, 88. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Sorry. I, I'll, being completely honest and pulling back the curtain, I was going to give you an update on this Mavs-Lakers game. It's 40-37 to 37 in favor of the Lakers. And one of the things, because of just how hot and heavy the Mike McCarthy news was, and then we really got into you know ranking the quarterbacks that remain in the playoffs, I was like, man, I have not been been able to keep up with this Mavs game nearly as much as I typically do when we're in studio, Blake. Um, and because like, I mean, even during breaks, we'll be talking about the game a little bit and keeping an eye on it so that we yeah. can break it down. We've been locked in later in, buddy. Your Mavs are shooting 14% from three. Ooh, that's good. That's good, right? No. Oh, oh. It's very bad. Oh. Bested by the Lakers by a single percentage point is they're showing 15% from three. Let's go. I'm like, what is happening out there? It shook me to my core. So, again, I will come back to let you know that you can get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Don't forget what I said earlier. That was wrong. 877-881-1053. You can also see our smiling faces by checking us out um, by searching 105 through the fan on YouTube or going to twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. You were trying to do the Frankel phone number and our phone number combined, huh? I, I don't know what I was trying to do. Like, I, I I would be giving myself too much credit if I if I was saying that I was trying to accomplish something. I just failed, right? Like, it happens from time to time. I'm okay with acknowledging that. And we move. And we move. As we dip into and we go around the association, um, let's start with the big trade 
on the trade, evening trade, or on trade. the day um, in the NBA. If you're a Mavs fan that was hoping that you would that the Mavs would uh, you know acquire the services of one Pascal Siakam, that dream is gone. Gone. As Pascal Siakam is included or you know is in a trade, big time trade where he is going to play in Indianapolis, Indiana. That is right. The Pacers have acquired Pascal Siakam in a trade with the Raptors. Actually, they do two trades that are simultaneously simultaneous. First, they trade cast considerations for Kyra Lewis Jr. from the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans. Yep. And so that allows them to facilitate a trade in which they send uh they send Bruce Brown, who was a, you know, who was just recently on the championship team for the Denver Nuggets. They trade him and his, I think, $22 million a year contract yep. to, uh, and with, along with Jordan Wara and three, count them, one, two, three first-round picks to the Toronto Raptors, and they return back and they receive Pascal Siakam and a second-round pick. Um, and so what happens here is that, man, the, the, the Toronto Raptors come out pretty good in this, don't they, Blake? Yeah, and that, that 2024, one of those first-round picks, Will be Indiana's own and the worst of out of a Utah, Houston, Clippers, OKC per Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, that, that was a little tough. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing where Indiana's not technically giving up all this, but they are giving up a lot. And in the end, three first round picks. However, you kind of get them and pull them. Right. I feel like it's a lot for a guy that could, and I, in my personal speculation, will test free agency. He's made, he's been very adamant that. I want to test the free agent market, yeah. get the biggest max deal, and choose the team I want to be on. Now, do I think he probably can do well with the Pacers? Yes. I do think the Tyrese Halliburton, Pascal Siakam, and kind of that little um, uh, Miles Turner, that that will work. Do I think they're going to like win the championship? Not really. But I think it can work. Is the culture in Indianapolis enough to keep Pascal? Uh-huh. But this is the big needle mover in making them a better team, I think, immediately on the Indianapolis Pacers. Now, one thing I do find interesting about this is I, I think for Pascal, the his his impending free agency at the end of the season was in some ways his leverage to help him. Yep. It seems like, and we know, teams are not going to want to trade for a rental, especially at this cost, three first-round picks, um, if they do not have some level of assurance or feeling that they are going to be able to sign that player long-term. Well, a handshake deal? I'm not sure, but I do wonder if the Pacers feel really comfortable with the idea that, yeah, we can probably sign him. And, and that's a quick turnaround because how long have the Pacers been competitive? Not not a long time in the last, like, 10 years. So that's a quick, well, we're, that's we're good tough. now. You put it on 10 years. Remember that they had that they had that time. Paul George, Roy right, Hibbert. Paul George, Roy Hibbert, uh, <laughs> all them cats, right? And I always feel bad for Roy Hibbert because he was, like, the last big plotting yeah. defensive center. And all of a sudden, the league changed and was like, oh, you are not useful anymore. Yeah, you're gone, buddy. And it's like, oh, wow. So, but, yeah, no, they, they have been good, but they, they were in the wilderness for a little bit there, and they are finding their way back to being good. And I think you mentioned it, right? Like, when we started looking at the Pascal Siakam for possibly a Mavs um, situation, one of the things I was like, I wonder how much this fits because – and you you brought this up. Mm-hmm. He's not a good spot up shooter nope. from three. And one thing about the Mavericks is that you're going to get a lot of open shots, and you're not going to be able to have the ball in your hands to be creative because Luca and Kyrie, um, in that order, are the guys you want to have your ball in your hands, right? I wonder if this is going to be very helpful because the Pelicans, or sorry, the Pelicans, the Pacers already have a system where they're not expecting their their four to shoot, right? Mm-hmm. The guys that they that they have playing four right now are not shooters. But they have a stretch five in Miles Turner who can shoot very consistently. And, right, as much as Tyrese Halliburton is a fantastic point guard, 
I imagine he, he's a good spot up shooter too yep. on catch. Which is kind of weird because that shot is funky. So I wonder if they're going to be able to implement him, obviously in the place where he typically does, but it is, and maybe being able to get into the middle with Miles Turner moving out, but then also have him be on ball because there's still that threat of shooting from yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. And, and my biggest thing, and Reggie helped me out, I think this is where I stand. What do we think Pascal Siakam wants as a role perspective? Because I think when you're the Mavericks and you're trying to sell, you're pretty much saying you're going to be the third option. There will be nights you're spot-up shooting. There will be nights we need you to create when Kyrie and Luke are out of the lineup. But in all retrospect, long-term play, you're the third best player on this basketball team. You're the third option to score. Do you think he wants to be that number one guy? Do you think he believes himself, max money, I'm the guy that's going to lead my team to a championship? I can be the second guy? Because I would say on the Pacers, you're probably the second best player, maybe even first. To some yeah, people. I, I, and so he feels like I can get a bigger role. I can get the bigger money, bigger notoriety on the Indianapolis Pacers than I would on a Dallas Mavericks, a Los Angeles Lakers, a Golden State Warriors, some of the other teams that were kind of uh, rumored to get. Yeah, I, I'm not sure even how much that factors in, but he would have a bigger role on that team, 100%. And so that's where he goes. They get. How much did you think about, and I guess you have not had a lot of time to think about this because I don't think you I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. that. That honestly scooped past my, my ears. I was all in Cowboys and coaching and all that good stuff, and it, it caught me off guard. Were the sure. Pacers, because we had heard rumors about them being out of it, and, and then, then being in it, and yes, then being out of it. Yesterday <laughs> we heard, or was that earlier today? I believe it was yesterday, last night, we heard that they were moving um, the Pacers and the Raptors talking yep. seriously about a deal. That involved three picks. The thing I found interesting was you remember that the Utah Jazz trade with the Timberwolves, where they mm-hmm. trade Rudy Gobert yep. for what was that like four, five, four first round picks? Mm-hmm. Right. We get to that place where it was really big um, in that trade when you talk about the compensation, and everyone around the league was like, "Yo, that seems like a lot." I don't think that this is going to be a sustainable um, kind of cost for acquiring a star level player in the league, and we were seeing transactions seem to kind of pull back from there. This seems like it's pushing it back forward, right? Yep. Three first-round picks for Pascal Ooh, Siakam is... That's a long-term a pretty, investment. It's a pretty big get. Now, of course, now you also did not add the players around all those picks that happened with the Rudy Gobert trade, but it did seem like, uh, you know, this is kind of pushing that that cost back up for high-level players in the league in the trade market. You think Tyrese and that culture can keep Siakam, or you think he tests free agency no matter what, unless it's a championship? Or do you think the championship even matters? Like... Do you think how, how confident are you they can get him back? Is more so what I'm saying. Do you think is there anything they can do, or is it completely he's going to test for agency, championship, no championship? I ha- I have to imagine that them getting this deal done implies that they are they're the favorite to sign him. Okay, if that makes sense. Now I can't tell you guaranteed that that's where he'll be because mm-hmm. he's been so clear openly mm-hmm. outside. But we might get in a few weeks and he's like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to be able to play here for a long time. And ultimately, that's what happens. But I mean, the same thing was happening with Kyrie. We yeah. took a chance. You took a risk. You got him bought into the culture. Luca wanted him here. He, they fit in, even though they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the play in. And he still stayed. So we'll see what Pascal Siakam's mind process thought is. He's playing with a really pass first uh, point guard in Tyrese Halliburton and give you 20 assists any night. So I'm sure he'll love it down there. Well, elsewhere around the association, I guess some sad news to report. As the Warriors were supposed to play a game tonight, that was postponed because of some really sad news. A assistant coach, Dejan Milojevic, uh, passed today after a heart attack. Um, he was an assistant coach, and he's a mentor to two-time NBA MVP Nikola Jokic. 
Um, he passed today in Utah after suffering a heart attack. The team announced um, he's been on the team for, I believe, three years, if I remember correctly, obviously being on the team that year that they go in 2022 and win the championship. Uh, Steve Kerr said, we're absolutely de- devastated by Dehan's sudden passing. This is a shocking and tragic blow for everyone associated with the Warriors and an incredibly difficult time for his family, friends, and all of us who had the incredible pleasure of working with him. So um, a lot of sympathy around the league. Obviously, a Serbian um, coach, so there's some ties to various players around the league. And just, it's you know, it's it's really hard. It's, it's easy to forget that these groups of teams often operate somewhat like family ends up being used in these ways a little too strong because, I mean, everybody's still showing to work, but... You're, you're spending so much time around these folks. You're spending so much time with these folks that something like this happens. And I, I guess I, I applaud the NBA, but I feel like any league would do this if there's a passing yeah. directly in that situation where, hey, this, this is going to be tough on the mentals of everybody involved. Prayers to his family. You know, that's never something easy, especially someone so close to that organization. So I think they made the right choice, and I'm sure there'll be some kind of tribute going forward. For sure. Um, elsewhere around the association, we got some news uh, was this yesterday that Steve Ballmer actually uh, sent? They had media in the soon-to-be christened Intuit Dome, mm-hmm. um, which will be the new home of the Los Angeles Clippers. And so they were showing people around the arena. There's a lot of things that are happening with it. It was pre- pre- uh, before it was supposed to be a 1.2 million dollar cost. He let us know that actually that's getting up to about $2 billion Oh, yeah, just hey, a couple more billion, guys. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look at my pocketbook now. <laughs> a lot, lot of money, right? They have the big Halo um, scoreboard that you've seen something similar to at SoFi, SoFi Stadium, yeah. right in that same Inglewood, California. It's going to be big. A lot of video boards, it seems to be the way that um, arenas are going. But also, it will feature a place called The Wall. Yes, let's talk about it. The solid wall of sound, as they are seemingly to refer to it. And what this is, is 51 unmitigated rows of fan seating that's supposed to be occupied solely by Clippers fans. Actually, if you could give me the cut here, uh, Rodrigo, this is cut five. I'm really interested in you hearing Steve Ballmer talk about this wall. This is how he described it. A wall of sound. It's 51 rows, top to bottom. It's steeper than anything you see from this vantage point to try to bring the fans in closer to the game. That'll be what we call a clipper-only zone. Some of you may notice sometimes because of all the transplants here in L.A., we'll see people from other places. But you actually have to register for what we call a Chuck Mark, our mascot. Uh, you have to follow us on Instagram. You got to buy a jersey. You have to be a season ticket holder. Three or four different things you can pick from, but you're not going to sit there if you're not really on our team. And that's the big wall. So there you go. Yeah, very steep from the pictures uh, up there. However, the idea is it's almost like a quarter of the arena that is going to be dedicated to Clippers fans and the ways that they are going to make sure that you're a Clippers fan is is kind of interesting but what do you think about that idea just in general like we are going to have a large section of the arena that you have to get a chuck mark for their their mascot is chuck the condor just in case you understood that there's you have to have three out of five criteria to qualify for a chuck mark you have to be able to like wear clippers gear yep you have to be subscribed to clipper vision i'm not exactly (laughs) sure what that is or attend a game and within the last three seasons you got to be able to prove that you have to subscribe to their newsletter 
You have to correctly answer trivia about the mascot, which I'm like, okay, that's, yep, I feel like that's Googleable. And then also you have to follow the team on Instagram. But those are the five criteria that you have to meet three of at least to be able to buy tickets to the – how do you feel about that idea? Like we're going to mark off a quarter of the arena and we're going to try and make sure that it's only fans here. So I got two opinions. Yeah. First one is I didn't know there was Clipper fans. That's that's my first thought. They, there's some of them. They be in there sometimes. And then my second my second thought is for the couple fans that they do have, I think it's a W idea. This is a great idea. Like it's obviously going to get some pushback because it's new and people don't like change. But I think if you're a diehard – fan of this team this is super cool to have a different environment and i'm assuming it's gonna be you know i guess they'll, they'll flip i'm saying like can you imagine shooting a free throw and an entire wall is just the opponent's team with all the other team's gear on there's no there's no uh casual fans you will call them in there because it says you got to be their last three seasons you can't wear the opponent's gear um breaking the rules result result in a loss of access you can only cheer for the for your team and you can't cheer for the opposing team. I don't know how they, you know, police that. But right, sh- right. Well, I apparently. <laughs> they hear you. Oh, whoa, what yeah, team were you cheering for yeah, there? I do wonder if they're going to have, like, microphones in the areas and be like, yo, I feel like I hear some booze. What, Isolate that sound. What was that from? Was that? No, nope, that wasn't one of our guys. Um, So it's interesting, and I really do like it. I want to see if it works. I'll be tuning into a Clippers game um, whenever this is built to kind of see – what that's like, I think it's a really cool idea. I would well, love for more fans to do this. Well, Reg, you know what this is reminiscent of, and, and you you and me will probably have the same idea. Ultras? Bundesliga. Yeah, Ultas and the Bundesliga. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly what it's reminiscent yeah, and of. And I, I imagine that that probably gave them a lot of ideas in this of having, like, supporters groups and really, uh, you know, stoking that fan um, sentiment. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, so, yes, that's the Intuit Dome that, you know, the – the Los Angeles Clippers are putting together as their new home stadium that's supposed to open, I believe, is it 26? I know the 26 that they will have their um, the, the All-Star game. And I guess the one more thing that we should know about that arena and one of the big notes about it, they have a ton, and I do mean a ton, of toilets. Like a thousand, over a thousand toilets within the arena because they don't want nobody to wait. So there you go. How- that's uh, a toilet for each fan, a thousand. I mean, I feel like it's probably near <laughs> twenty thousand seats. So maybe no, a, I, I, a toilet I, for every twenty, twenty-five fans. I, I, when you go to a stadium, are you mad when you have to wait? Or is I it mean, part I of the try. Experience? I try not to have to go at the oh, stadium. Oh, all, all three, four hours. If you go, there's no no bath, no potty I, break. I, I try and make sure that if, before I head out to the arena in any situation. Okay. But yeah, I mean, if I have to, if I have to wait, I have to wait, right? Like, what's that's, what's too long for you though? Where, where's if you had to go? Well, if you have to go, around. I'm like, if you have to go, you just got to go, right? Like it, at that point. But um, <laughs> if I don't have to go, then I'm not going to go. I understand that the circumstances that I'm in an arena and that these are not the most easiest things to navigate. Okay. But regardless. We'll, we'll get more into it. We can, we can bring that back up on the other side. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, um, oh, this is interesting. Outside of football reasons, right? We could talk about the football reasons till we're blue in the face. But outside of football reasons, let's have a little fun. Why can't the Cowboys get to the promised land? 877-881-1053. We'll do that next on The Fan.
It's the Get Right right here on 105 through the fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. That's the fan fiend on Blake Elliott. Yes, Ersky. Thanks for rocking with us on this Wednesday evening. Your Mavs currently um, down by two at half. 55 to 53 is the score in favor of the Lakers out in L.A. Luka Doncic leads all scores with 20 points, nine rebounds for him, all defense rebounds and six assists. So he's been doing pretty well, but your Mavericks still trail, not shooting well, even though they came into this game. They've been shooting really well of late. Uh, we'll break this game down as it continues to go around, and we will ultimately give you a breakdown at 1020 as well of what we see um, throughout the game. Um, it's, like I said, get right 105 through the fan. You're home of the Cowboys and Rangers. Thanks for rocking with us. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, and we need you to do so. As we were trying to have fun, like, obviously, this news breaks right before we get on the air. Literally, the news, as we're doing crosstalk. Yeah, the news of the day that uh, Mike McCarthy will remain the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, rightfully so. Got a lot of Cowboys fans in their feelings, and I don't say that with any level of judgment. However, we were trying to have, trying to find a way to have some fun with the Cowboys. And the idea being, you know, outside of the football reason, because there's a lot of football reasons we're breaking them down all the way across up and down on 105 through the fan of why the Cowboys can't get to the promised land. But what other reasons? What are the other maybe more fun reasons, maybe more lighthearted reasons? 877-881-1053. Blake, did you have one that came to mind? Because I had one. Yeah, I, I want everyone that's listening and can text to text in. We want to hear all. This is the time, guys. Conspiracy theories. Just what you think outside of X's and O's. I don't say they were running cover two or man zone. We know all this stuff. It was a complete disaster class. But why do you think the Cowboys really cannot get to the promised land? I don't know if I have a definite answer. Okay, then let me give you one. Go ahead, please. Because they built the stadium east to west. Oh, there right. we go. I like that. Okay, like, explain. Every year we got to have a conversation about the damn blinds because the sun get in here and block people's eyes. Should have built the stadium north-south like everybody else does. To where the sun hits one of the side, you know, one of the, the opposing sideline, if you can, mm-hmm. right? Like I know in uh in Miami, when the sun is out and when you know in the afternoon, that that opposing sideline gets all the all the heat, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how most stadiums are built, right? Mm-hmm. With you know, so that sun because the sun rises in the mm-hmm. east, sets in the west, right? Like you have that circumstance, so that you're not having that sun setting in people's eyes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On the field, mm-hmm. and so when the sun is setting. The eyes, you know, it's going into the eyes of the, you know, the play callers on the opposing team. That's that's the way it's supposed to be. You built your stadium wrong. You put on bad juju on the team. That's why they can't get to the promise. Okay, okay, I like that one. I don't. I wish mine was as cool as yours. I, I I'm just in the point. I've kind of alluded to this earlier, and I like I said, I want y'all to text and we want to read off y'all's conspiracy theories as well. I just think, I think Jerry Jones is so okay. With mediocrity See, right now, you got real serious on me. I was trying to have fun. I was like, the stadium built wrong. You're like Jerry Jones is I, not I a know. serious human being. It, it's it's because misery loves company. Negativity sells in the media. And the moment that the Cowboys are good, it's good for the Cowboys. The moment the Cowboys are bad, it's good for the Cowboys. And I've seen even on this station, I'm gonna peel the curtain back a little bit. The times when the when the Cowboys lost, the embarrassing one versus the Niners, the embarrassing one versus the Bills. The embarrassing one versus um, the Eagles. I wouldn't say Eagles really embarrassing, but when we lost to the Eagles, those were our most liked, watched, and viewed videos on YouTube, on Twitch, on Odyssey. People want to see failure, especially when it's the Dallas Cowboys. And Jerry knows people going to tune in to talk about him, especially when they lose. 
And he's okay with that. Yeah, but the, the tough part about it is that people are going to talk about the Cowboys even more if they win, right? Like, so I don't know. I feel like if we say, okay, let's say they win two years in a row. I think they're dominating the headlines. They're still be in it. They're the Cowboys, but dominating. Yes. Or if they miss the playoffs by one game or get bounced in the first round, embarrassing fashion, we might be the headline topic for five months. No, they they don't they don't talk about them. They don't talk about them when they're when they're playing really well. Rigo, what's your, what's your conspiracy theory on why the Cowboys can't make it to the promised land? I think it's because they took way too long to get Jimmy Johnson in that ring of honor. There you That's go. This, this, this is my type of fun. He's there, like though. This is supposed to be. Yeah, but it took them this long. We thought the he, curse was lifted. Yeah. The, see, what you didn't realize is that there's like there's a there's a processing delay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So you didn't mention that. You're right. you, gotta, you know, yeah, so it's, it's got to go yeah. through. So next yeah. year, they literally can't lose. That's that's why they brought back M.M. M&M's. That's why they brought back M&M's, M&M's, peanut butter version, because they said the curse is lifted, processing delay. We've got M.M. They probably will keep DQ because now you got M&M's and your Dairy Queen, M&M DQ. You're set to go for the blizzard that is a Super Bowl. So you're saying that they have to go and win in, win in Buffalo. The, well, They're going to win in I, Buffalo next year because of a blizzard. They wouldn't play in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Where, where's the Super Bowl next year? Um, Please hold. Yeah, th- th- thanks for looking that up. Um, but th- maybe maybe they have to go to Lambeau and win. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Is that is that how you're putting this together? We, we whatever is going well in the regular season, just flip it. So we need to be terrible, just good enough to sneak in. Expectations will be at an all time low. That's when the Cowboys can't lose in the playoffs. Okay. It's a Nolens. <laughs> yeah, it's at the Caesar Superdome. Definitely not going to be cold. Definitely not. Okay, never no. mind then. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they they they've learned. They're putting the Super Bowl in warm places as much as possible. Um, let's see what are what are some other circumstances that you guys have as to why the Cowboys can't get uh, to the promised land. Um, I know everybody's got like the serious answers. Like Jerry had Jerry has a big ego. Yeah. Or um, let's see, this team just not built oh, for it. Oh wow, I'm not. I don't know if I can read that one. Yeah, th- then we probably shouldn't. <laughs> like let's let's operate with the level. Of, Caution. I started reading it and I was like, oh, I see where he's going with this. Maybe not. What if it's because the Super Bowl itself has not returned to Dallas since 2011? Mm. Hmm. Okay. So they okay. want to do it. They're waiting to do it at home. Is that what you're doing? I'm just throwing conspiracy okay. theories. No, I love I, doing I, this I, conspiracy look. theory stuff. It's fun. I was, I was trying. I was trying to. It's the mascot man. We haven't, we haven't won since the, on uh, Rowdy. I saw a stat on that. I'm trying to find it as we speak that apparently we cannot win. With him as our mascot, give me a couple seconds. I'm gonna find it for so you. So, do guys. you need to change Rowdy? Like, do you need to? You, you, okay, here does, we go. Different mascot or no mascot? Is that what this is? Here's the data for that. Jerry Jones teams in a non-Rowdy environment. Eleven and two in the playoffs, three Super Bowl titles. Okay. Jerry Jones and the team were Rowdy influence environment. Five and thirteen in the playoffs, zero soap Super Bowl titles. Mm. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Hey, Rowdy. Sorry, you gotta go, dude. They used to call me rowdy in high school. I don't. I don't want that. To you go. might have to go too, just to be safe, just okay. to be careful. All right, bye guys. Have fun producing the show. Thank you. Um, okay. Yeah. Apparently, G Bag had the, the the Cowboys mascot curse. I don't know. Like, look, man. It's there's so much frustration. And one of the things for me watching that game was like, as I try to like, I think you understand. I try to be relatively reasonable in talking about this team and just in general. Someone said the Arlington curse for taking over the neighborhood. You know? <laughs> I remember that. I mean, uh, but I, we're I try like to be re- a, We're like a Von Erichs right now. I, I just, every time I try and talk about this team, it feels like the logical, reasonable answer is not the right one with this team. 
Like they defy logic. That's the thing that logic that upsets out me. the window. That's why it does not make sense. This is the reason <laughs> me and Reggie brought up this topic is because X's and O's numbers showed you Cowboys should have won that game, and they got boat raced. We're like, there's got to be something else, something else. Why the Cowboys favorites, not favorites, at home away, just can't figure out a way to have sustained playoff success. And I think we might have the answer right here from the 214 because they charge too much for parking. Yeah, that's right. That's a great answer. Good. There we go. Good I, answer. It's not in the script, another right. person says. Yeah. It's not in the script. Also fair. Um, someone said from the 214, Cowboys need to get back on that on them narcotics, mm. like in the 70s and 90s. Mm. I, I can't outright advocate for that. However, there would be a correlation there. That's all I'm saying. There would be a correlation. Um sacrifice your best players to the NFL gods. Oh god. Okay. So, you know what? We can't win with so much talent. Here you go. Yeah, we, we might we might be going a little farther. <laughs> but um yeah. I guess we laugh to keep from crying when it comes down to it. Again, your Cowboys losing this weekend. They will retain Mike McCarthy as the head coach. Um I mean, oh, what do you think about this one? We can't win because we don't have the Salvation Army kettles. We always dominate when the kettles are there. What, so you said like year-round kettles? I don't know the stats on the kettle being there. It's just not being there. They need something to jump into in order to play well. Is that what we're doing there? Um, keep them coming, I guess, on the on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Uh, coming up next, let's talk about like the X's and O's portions or like the actual football part of this as we tried to kind of get away from that. But we need to get back to this part of the Cowboys who are some potential cap casualties for the Cowboys? Is look, man, they are they are poised to be over the cap next year, and if they want to try and earn back the respect of a lot of Cowboys fans, they're going to need to make sure that they get their cap together. We'll discuss that next on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 